A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Time for the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The gang's all here. And boy, the break room, that coffee machine, the most uh, popular device in this in this office area these days, man. We got people lined up at the coffee machine trying to get a little caffeine early in the morning time. The locker room has officially left the building. And it's time for me to take over. Road Dog here. Derek Thomas ready to get to work on a rainy, overcast day in Atlanta. But have no fear, the Baloo Show is here. Let's get it started. Bucks Big Take. Something is not right in Athens. The culture seems all messed up. Fast and furious in real life. And where are Kirby and Josh Brooks? Shouldn't the head coach and the athletic director step up and take the mic and talk to the people about what's going on? This is what I'm being hit up with at the coffee shop, the grocery store, and even here at work when I'm walking through the sales department. Two members of the Bulldog program tragically have lost their lives. Arrest warrants are being issued. And privately, Coach Smart and Josh Brooks and the executive board have got to be disturbed. Internally, it's got to be a little chaotic right now at UGA. Now, the people are saying the official press releases fall way short of what's right and just at this time. Why don't they speak up, they say. Why doesn't someone step up and address the Bulldog Nation? Why? Because there's some enormous legal ramifications in play here. Epic lawsuits are about to be dropped on UGA. Kirby and Josh Brooks are being advised not to speak at this time. Attorneys are advising them to stay silent. And there's your big take. Man, my email, uh, voicemail, DMs, uh, getting hit up from all angles on this right now. Baloo, why don't you take them to task? Well, you know, having uh, talked with our legal analyst and great of Ray Judice to join us yesterday on the show. Yeah, they're from a legal perspective. Kirby and Josh Brooks are being asked to be silent right now. Because we're going to see some other news dropping down sometime very soon. 
I'm sure they want to talk. I'm sure they would like to grab a microphone, talk about what's going on. But legally, that would not be smart. Legally, the smart thing to do is to withhold the public comments until later. So I know, man, I'd, I'd like to hear more, too. I'd love to hear Kirby Smart step up and talk about what's going on with the football program, what he's uh, talking to the guys about. I'm, I'm sure he's talking about the street racing that seems to be a little bit out of control over in Athens. How do you control that? How do you follow 90-some-odd players around town after they get through their work day? I don't think you can. Now, Nolan Smith yesterday at the NFL Combine, a Georgia captain off last year's team, I thought represented himself uh, in an A-plus fashion yesterday, obviously being hit up, uh, asked some questions regarding Jalen Carter, uh, the tragic accident that happened after the parade, uh, the teammate lost, asked about these things, and I thought Nolan Smith did an awesome job handling this. Uh, here's Nolan Smith yesterday. That's my guy. You know, when that's one person that never did anything wrong, and I got sensitive in Cincinnati. I get sensitive talking about it just because I love him. And um, he never did anything wrong in his three years. He was supposed to graduate. Most people don't know his his brother passed like that. And I'm just, I'm sorry to his mama. No one should, no one should live like that. You know, no one should deserve to die like that. He never did shit wrong. I'm sorry for my language. He never did anything wrong. Three years in a row, that man showed up, worked in day in and day out. Yeah, Nolan Smith doing a great job representing the big G, UGA, yesterday at the Combine. Uh, the Jalen Carter situation uh, returned to Athens, in and out of the Athens Police Department in 20 minutes, as I understand it. Signed the paperwork, had his photo and... Fingerprints done, uh, exited within uh, 20 minutes from what I understand. A really quick stop in for Jalen Carter, who had to come back from Indianapolis to participate in that yesterday in Athens. Uh, a lot of talk about him around the country right now. Mel Kuyper, I believe, has uh, dropped him now to the third round with his projection. Many people thinking he would be a top five pick, no doubt. Possibly the number one pick in the draft. And Jalen Carter is a guy that could have lost $30 million in this situation. I mean, you look a year ago, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia, number one pick in the draft, a four-year, $37 million guaranteed contract he got from the Jaguars. $24 million up front in a signing bonus. McCoby Dean went in the third round of the Philadelphia Eagles. He got a four-year deal worth just a smidge over $5 million. So there's a chance here. Jalen Carter could have lost $30 million in this with this tragic wreck that took place. Things are complicated over in Athens right now and with the future of one Jalen Carter. So a lot going on. Uh, the story's not going away anytime soon. And we will continue to talk about it here on the Blue Show and 680 The Fan.
Of course, there's some other things going on out there. Let's hit it. Let's talk a little Falcons football. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. All right, our Atlanta Falcons, they're in Indianapolis at the Combine. And today they're going to be watching the edge rushers, the linebackers, and defensive linemen do some on-the-field work. So they're totally focused on that. But they're also focused on their search for a quarterback. Now, yes, I know Desmond Ritter, a third-round pick a year ago, got to play the final four games of the year. There's some people in the town that are totally behind Desmond Ritter, totally believe he's the next great quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. No need to be looking for another quarterback, they're thinking. Now, I would disagree. I don't think he's the next great quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. I was not that impressed with the final four games I saw him play in last season. I do believe the Falcons should be searching for another quarterback. And look, if the truth be told, in my opinion, they need a starter. And they also need a a veteran backup. So they are searching for quarterback help. And Fontenot talked about it yesterday. Desmond's done some good things, um, and, and, and we know he's going to continue to improve this offseason, and yet we're going to add to the position, um, whether it's free agency, the draft, or both. Um, we've talked about the quarterback position and how we want to make sure we continue to add to that position, and we want to keep bringing players in. So um, really excited about Desmond, and yet we're going to add to the position. So there you go. Now, you know, a lot of you wondering, what's going on in Baltimore with the Ravens? And Lamar Jackson. Big story in the National Football League. Uh, Reports circulating. They were $100 million apart in negotiations for a new contract for Lamar. Now, Mort sort of poo-pooed on that yesterday here on the show. What franchise tag will the Ravens hit Lamar Jackson with? The exclusive franchise tag that would take him off the market or the non-exclusive franchise tag that would allow him to be signed with an offer sheet by other teams and then where the Ravens can work out a trade. You know, we're hearing both sides of the coin on this one. They love Lamar. They want Lamar back. Or do they? Let's hear from John Harbaugh, the Ravens head coach. I think Lamar has done a great job in terms of developing as a quarterback and winning football games and competing and doing all the things that he does. I feel like we've done a great job in terms of uh, bringing out the best in Lamar over the years. And, uh, and it's just evident in the way he plays, you know. And so he's my quarterback. He's my guy. I love him. As a coach, I just, I'm looking forward to seeing it get done. But it's not easy. Yeah, apparently it's not. Now, what would the, Fal- would the Falcons consider taking a quarterback at eight? DT? I, I I don't know how to answer that question, Buck, but I think it should be yes. I still remember one of the one of the things when we were talking about the the draft pick of Desmond Ritter last year. One of the things I said was I'm okay with it as long as it doesn't handcuff you in terms of basically you drafted a quarterback last year. You can't draft a quarterback in the first round this year. Yeah, that was my only um, hesitation with drafting Desmond Ritter. 
again, if that makes it so that you think, oh, well, we can't draft a quarterback this year. If the quarterback that you want is available, you have to draft him. We've seen C.J. Stroud falling well, look, uh, around that Bryce area. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are going to be out of. Okay. They'll I'm be just, off. Certain mocks said they'll that. They'll be off yeah. the board that after the second pick of the first round. Those two players will go one and two in the draft. So then we're talking Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and that's not as exciting to me personally. Yeah, and I can understand why you're saying that. Levis, a turnover machine up at Kentucky. Anthony Richardson, raw, as we've spoken about on this show. Not ready to take over an NFL offense and and do great things. So, I, I actually I don't think it's a good plan to have your two quarterbacks being a rookie and a second year quarterback that's played in four games. I think that is a losing proposition right there. So you've already got a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter, who I look at as being a guy you're going to develop as a backup quarterback. So it makes sense to me to bring in a Lamar Jackson. It makes sense to me to go after a Jimmy Garoppolo and keep him out of Charlotte. Because you don't want a rookie and a second-year guy that you're depending on to lead you to a winning season. And going into year number three, Fontenot and Smith, they need a winning season. After starting their tenure with two losing seasons, five in a row for the Atlanta Falcons organization. It's complicated. Falcons better uh, get it figured out. And I'm hoping, uh, I think Lamar Jackson would be an epic, be an epic acquisition here in Atlanta. A perfect fit for what Arthur Smith is doing with his scheme offensively. He's a run-first head coach. He wants to run the football. What does Lamar Jackson do? He helps you run the football. He's a guy, too, that's in the prime of his career. Still young. Now, I understand there's uh, some tread that is not on the tire anymore. And there's the risk taking a guy that has missed some games over the last two seasons. But I think it would be an epic signing. The Falcons could get their hands on here. And a perfect fit here in Atlanta for the Falcons organization. So I, I would assume the uh, organization that is most interested in what that tag's going to look like for Lamar J. It's got to happen by the end of next week, I believe it is. So this thing's going to be coming down. The shoe's going to drop here very soon. We're going to know a lot more about that. All right, coming up on the other side, we're going to chop it up, talk a little Braves baseball with the voice of the Braves, Ben Ingram's going to join us, plus a top five and... Some other great stuff, too. Glad you're with me today. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, 
Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Fan 680 and 93.7. You can stream and watch the show at 680thefan.com. And get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming Beaver Direct. Fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means. Want to invite you to check out my podcast, Bucks Beat. Episode 82 is up right now. You can... Uh, check that out. A conversation with the legend Dale Murphy as we break down the 2023 Atlanta Braves. And last week, episode 81, was my man Jeff Francoeur. Joining me, we talked about uh, a lot of the storylines surrounding this year's Atlanta Braves team. You can find that at thepodcastpark.com or wherever it is you get your podcast. Bucks beat. We appreciate you checking that out. A little more time to uh, dive into Braves talk on the uh, the podcast. No limitations as far as time wise goes. So, you know, it's been fun doing that as we close in on a hundred episodes here in the coming weeks. Really, really cool. It's fun to do some of that stuff. All right, what do you say we talk a little Braves baseball? For the latest on the Braves, it's time to go shopping. All right, Braves taking on the Mets today. Port St. Lucie, where this game's going to be played. Holy cow, that's almost a three-hour drive across the state of Florida. From Northport to Port St. Lucie. So two hours and 45 minutes. No wonder the Braves, some of their uh, big-time starters won't be making that trip. That was going to be my first question, Buck. Right as you said that, I started to look. Uh, yeah, did you see the lineup? some lineups. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got Vaughn Grissom in there today. Hey, there you go. I, I mean, isn't if you're a Braves fan... Are there many players that you really want to watch more than Von Grissom this spring? I mean, I know what I'm getting from Matt Olson and Ozzy Albies and Michael Harris. I want yeah, to see I'm what sure I'm getting no out of Von Grissom. complaints from Von Grissom. He's trying to yeah, win the right? shortstop job. All the reps he can get, all the at-bats yeah. he can get. So, uh, look, he's a young kid, man. I'll I'll drive three hours to play a spring training game, no problem. Yeah, he, he does what he's told still at this point, right? Uh, Ozuna's in the lineup. Is that punishment? He's a guy trying to earn a job, so he better not be complaining. <laughs> but uh, pretty much uh, most of all the other starters for the Braves staying back at Northport for this one. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on the voice of the Braves, Ben Ingram. You know him. You love him. Here's a guy that doesn't big time anybody. He's making the trip over today. That's a long trip for you guys, Ben. Man, we're, we're on uh, Highway 70 going across the state right now, heading that way. So, look, man, if the Braves are on the field, we're going to be there. There's no doubt about it, man. What's been your first impressions of the team so far? I think at the top of the list, Buck, it's been good to see Vaughn Grissom get out there and look pretty good. I think everybody wants to get out to a good start at spring training, but when you got a guy trying to win a job, it's always beneficial to get out to a really good start. He's been swinging the stick well. Uh, I think Ozzy's looked pretty good, and him coming off an injury, you want to see Ozzy out there looking solid. He has. 
Uh, and another guy, Matt Olson. I'm excited to see Matt without having to face a shift this season. So he's found some some holes, found a few base hits, out to a pretty good start. Those are those are really the guys that have stood stood out to me here in the first four or five ball games. Yeah, obviously Vaughn Grissom involved. I call it storyline number one of this year's team is trying to replace Dansby Swanson at the shortstop spot. And we all know Vaughn's been working overtime during the offseason to get ready with Ron Washington. I see where he's four for seven swinging the bat like you said. Does he look the part at the shortstop position? Does he look like a major league shortstop? First impression. Yeah, to me he does. And that's the position he's always played. Uh, everything has looked natural for him. He's a big guy, and I think he could get even bigger. I mean, he's 6'3", 210. I could see him filling out even more, and he's only, what, 22, 23 years old. But so far, so good. And it, it, It's something that Joe brought up on the broadcast the other day. If, for, for where Vaughn's going to be hitting in the order, it's not like you're relying on him to go out there and hit 310. You just need him to be solid defensively. Go catch the ball. Go make the plays. And it is such a demanding position. It's a very important position. You get to October, you're going to see a bunch of teams left that have good shortstop play, good defense, and they, they catch the ball and make the plays. And that's what you're looking for out of Vaughn. And uh, like he mentioned the other day, he, he's got an opportunity. This is this is not his job yet. He wants to go out there and treat every single day like it's the competition that it is. And uh, if he gets the opportunity, he'll be ready to go. But uh, I'm pretty confident in what we've seen out of him so far. And looking forward to seeing him out there again today. Ben Marcello, Zuna's been a disappointment since he signed that four-year deal. Braves looking to get something out of him as far as the DH goes in the upcoming season. Uh, what does he look like? I, it looked like to me he wasn't in the greatest of shape as far as fitness goes over the last two years. What's he looking like now? Uh, honestly, he looks pretty similar. I mean, at the plate, we've seen him guessing a lot here early. Uh, you know, trying to make sure he's on that fastball. And when he doesn't get a fastball, he's way out in front on that front foot. Um, it, Marcel's a situation where the business dictates him getting an opportunity. I think if they could have moved him, they would have. Uh, but that just has not presented itself. So you're paying him. So he's got to find a way to get in there and play. Uh, he'll be in there today. They've had him. I think it's a statement having him make all these road trips. I mean, for veterans, uh, you don't see veterans making a ton of road trips through the course of the spring. Uh, he's been on every single road trip to this point. So they got him in the lineup today, um, trying to get that timing down. And they had him in left field the other day. I can't imagine we'd see too much of that during oh, the regular Lord. season. If he's in there, you want him as a DH. I don't think you want him in left field. Uh, but just giving him some, some cracks at it and trying to get that swing down and maybe show something uh, compared to what he did last year. It's like you mentioned, it was pretty disappointing. Uh, how about Acuna, man? Uh, 100% clean bill of health, going to be playing in the WBC here soon. Uh, what does he look like right now? He's looking sharp, Buck. I mean, I'm excited for Acuna, and I know that he's ready to go. I mean, having him back last year, that was great, but you knew that he wasn't 100% healthy. You knew that he was still coming back from that knee, and it was gradually getting stronger. Uh, he, he looks like the, the, the Acuna of old now in terms of how strong he looks, uh, his mobility, his ability to run, that kind of thing. Uh, so, so I'm excited for him. You're going to see him up there at the top of the order. Uh, I think with um, the, the new pickoff moves and the bigger bases and things like that, that's really going to play into his hands where he can go swipe some more bags. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and be 40-40 by any means, but he's going to be back to being his dangerous self, I feel. At least he, he, health-wise, he should have that ability. Year number two for Michael Harris. Man, he looked awesome last season. I just feel like a player is going to be so much more comfortable the second year, the 
you know, he's been through uh, one year. He, he's a lot more comfortable. And um, where do you see him hitting? You know, we had him at the bottom of the lineup next year or, or last season. Where do you think he's going to be in the lineup this year, middle of the lineup? Uh, that's where he'll start. And, and I'm really interested to see how that moves around because we saw him uh, bounce around last year, go from ninth all the way up to towards the top of the order, even did him clean up a few ball games. And I think to start the season, you know what you got at the top with, with Riley and Olsen and, and Acuna and those guys. Um, I'm not saying that Mike couldn't bat himself higher in the order and could hit his way up to maybe two. But I think to begin the season, you'll have him hitting fifth or sixth, kind of see what's happening there, four, five, six, somewhere in that area. Um, and, and if he becomes a guy that is getting on base a ton, maybe they could move him up. But that's the valuable thing about Mike is, is how valuable um, he, he could be when it comes to where he hits in the lineup. You could see him. You could make a case for him hitting in a bunch of different spots in this order. He, he's turning into a star. I, I think he's got that kind of potential. And like you mentioned, year number two, he got his feet wet last season, came up in May. So he logged pretty much a full season at the big league level. And defensively, he's as good as anybody you're going to see in the National League out there. And I think what he does offensively is going to get better and better. As he continues to sharpen his skills, get on base more, work counts more, still bases more. Uh, very, very dangerous ball player. And um, I'm excited to see where he ends up because he could end up hitting his way towards the top of the order. Ben, we're probably got some people listening saying, yeah, Ballou and Ingram, they're blowing up the Braves like they're the greatest thing in the world here. And what what would be your concern coming into the year? Mine is the depth in the rotation, uh, and that's already looking like it, it may be a factor. What about you? Yeah, I think it's a good place to start because, um, you know, let's start with Max Freed. I mean, Max is your ace, and you hope that he can get out there and be the, the same guy that he has been in years past. Uh, but after that, you know, we'll see how it goes with, with Spencer Strider. So long as Spencer is healthy, you like what you're seeing out of him, but health is a big part of, of uh, keeping him on the field, obviously. Uh, after that, Kyle Wright, I, I'm excited to see what he could be. Um, it's hard to imagine he goes out there and wins 21 games again, not because he, that would mean he, him falling off or anything like that, but it's hard to get out there and win 21 games. But I think he could be a, a rock-solid pitcher. Charlie Morton has looked pretty good so far. We've not seen him in a spring training game, but at the same time, uh, by all reports, the ball is coming out of his hand very well. Uh, last year was an interesting year for Charlie because think about it. You had the shortened spring training a year after he's coming off a broken leg. And I know that some people say, well, Charlie just didn't look like the same pitcher last year as he did in 2021. I think that's why. The shortened spring and coming off a broken leg, that, those are major factors in bouncing back. So I think he could be pretty solid this season. After that, it, it's a big question mark for me, Buck. We've seen Ian Anderson once, and I don't want to make too much out of one outing, but he, he didn't look all that sharp in that outing. Um, and whomever takes the fifth spot in the rotation – uh, your guess right now is as good as mine. It, it's a wide-open competition, and uh, we'll just see what takes place there because that could land uh, one of three or four different ways as it stands right now. So that would be a pretty big concern of mine, how that stacks up at the rotation um, and, and up the middle. I want to see a healthy Ozzy Albies and, and, a, and a, a Vaughn Grissom who's ready to go and uh, you do that, you'll be you'll be in a pretty good place by the end of the season. Sounds like you and Joe already in midseason form. You're ready for the start of the season. Uh, hey, Ben, we appreciate you jumping in today, man. Have a great call today. We'll be listening. I appreciate it, Bud. Good to visit with you today. Ben Ingram hanging out with us here on the Blue Show talking Braves baseball. 
110 start today with the Mets as Kobe Allard gets the start for our Atlanta Braves. Let's hit a top five, man. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, Buck, let's get to it. we got a long way to go, short time to get there. So we actually start with some uh, college baseball. You've been following this a little bit. Following up on the Tennessee head coach. You getting a suspension there? What's the deal? You talked about the Lamborghini. Yeah, the Lambo. The Lambo. (laughs) I mean, imagine being a college baseball coach driving (laughs) that Lambo around campus. Well, I know they make decent yeah. salaries, but... Yeah, Lord, I'm glad none of the Georgia football players are driving that thing around. Uh, yeah, Tony Vitello, the head coach at Tennessee, a little follow-up. He had that three-game suspension for tampering with star shortstop who was playing at Kansas. This young man from Hawaii, Maui Ahuna, played last year for the Kansas Jayhawks. And he missed the first five games of the season as the NCAA was looking... At Vitello, uh, 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 looked like he had some Im- impermissible contact with the shortstop at Kansas. He had oh. not yet entered the transfer portal, and Vitello was already hitting him up. Hey, man, come play shortstop for the Volunteers. We're close. We could win it all this year. We need you. Come play shortstop. And he was not yet in that transfer portal. So, look, they uh, have cleared... Ahuna, the shortstop, uh, Vitello was suspended three games, not by the NCAA, by, but by the by UT, suspended him the three games. They have uh, got him back out there. Uh, Ahuna is hitting six in the lineup and may end up uh, leading off or hitting second for the Vols moving forward. But looks like the story's over. Hey, and this cat is from uh, Hilo, Hawaii. Ahuna, isn't that where... Our P1 uh, Chad lives yeah, Chad out there in that part of the, the small, big island. It's a small, tight community, so there's a good, cha- good chance Chad knows it. Yeah, I can't wait to see this kid play. All right, well, we got to move on, Buck, to something we could talk about the entire show, but uh, quickly, what do you? what's your take on these PGA Tour schedule changes? Well, I want to see more. Uh, they've only released a little bit of what's going on, and it's about the reduced fields. Mm-hmm. And these designated events where the, instead of the field being 128 players, probably 70 players. Mm-hmm. So they're eliminating the fringe guys in a lot of these tour events. I think they'll have eight of these designated tournaments. Yeah, on top with of those. With the reduced are... field, no cut, that kind of thing. It will allow the top players to play all four rounds. So the viewers, I think it's a thumbs up for them. You get to see the top players in the world uh, over the weekend. So there's no cut in these events. And then also the top players earn more money, which I'm sure they're interested in doing with the other tour out there floating around. So I think, uh, you know, from what I've seen, it's it's all good with me. I'm anxious to see more of uh, how some of these tournaments will fit into the schedule is the next thing I want to see. Yeah, we'll see. It's very interesting. And at first, this kind of threw me for a loop, but I'm coming around on it, Buck. We can talk more about that a little later. Um, So we'll talk about the NFL draft. A lot of news around Jalen Carter. Potential number one pick uh, in the draft, Buck. But right now, you got to say, who's the number one pick in the NFL draft? 
Let Give me us get a this name. straight. You want me to tell you? I need a name right now, Buck. Who's number one in next year's draft? Oh, this is next year's draft that we're talking about. Yeah. Caleb Williams, quarterback well, out of USC. That's the easy one, Buck, isn't it? All right, Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay, now so you're... So the Texans get, like, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young with their get first their quarterback this, this year. year. Yeah. And then next year, they get their uh, go-to receiver in there. So, I saw yeah. some mocks. They have a, another pick in the top ten. I saw them grabbing a receiver uh, as well. But, yeah, that makes a lot of and sense. And Brock Bowers, uh, top ten pick, no doubt about it. Ooh, way, Buck, way ahead of it for you there, folks. All right. Uh, well, back to the season. This upcoming college football season, Buck, give us a name of a player that you already can't wait to see. Maybe another top draft pick next year. Oh, my goodness, man. What do you think? Come I got on, a Buck. crystal ball here. Forward. We're always looking forward to football season I mean, here on the top five. We're away Buck. from that. Come on. Well, I'm uh, really intrigued by the Alabama quarterback competition, Ty Simpson. Mm-hmm. We've done the quarterback. We put the shades on and did the uh, quarterback club with Ty Simpson. And I think we also did the shades on and talked about Jalen Milrow, who we got to see a little bit a year ago with Alabama. He looks like more of a runner, as Stephen A. would would call him. Uh, Simpson, more of a dual threat, more of a polished passer. But, yeah, it's that Alabama quarterback competition. I can't wait to see how that unfolds. I want to see more of those two guys. All right, Buck. Well, you're talking about Alabama. That kind of transitions into my last question for you. They're probably a very popular pick to win the NCAA tournament. Obviously, one of the most talented teams. But I want you to give us a dark horse for the madness coming up in just a few weeks, Buck. Give us a dark horse team that you think could actually make a run here in uh, in the NCAA tournament. Don't say Georgia. Uh, no, they're not going to get in. Dang it. I mean, my goodness. They're not getting in. I mentioned last week Arkansas, the Razorbacks, okay. I believe, are a team to keep an eye on. So athletic. That's what I gathered when I watched them yeah, play. Yeah, and I like their style of play, too. Um, you know, I think Tennessee could do some damage. Certainly, yeah. Uh, with the way they can play some defense. How about the SEC? It's exciting to see some legitimate contenders coming out of the SEC. Uh, I'd, I'm a little reluctant to say TCU the way their football team delivered in the national title game. <laughs> What's the once the spotlight is shown on the program? Uh oh, Virginia, Indiana, those are some of the teams out okay. there that could make a run. There you go. Well, we keep an eye on that. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Always enjoy the top five. My goodness, we're late for the roundtable. Proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far sideline, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. some news on Jalen Carter and what's going on with him. He was at the Combine, I assume yesterday. Flew back to Athens, I'm assuming, last night. Showed up at the Athens Police Department. Was booked. And as I understand it, he's already back in Indianapolis right now uh, interviewing and uh, being a part of the Combine. So he's been a busy guy. A little traveling going on with Jalen Carter. And I am so anxious to hear what he's going to have to say about this information that might uh, exonerate him from any of these charges that 
have come his way or may come his way in the coming days. Can't wait to hear more of that. So uh, the defensive lineman out on the field today doing some uh, on-the-field work today at the Combine. Defensive linemen and linebackers are out there. I don't think Jalen was going to do any of those drills anyway. He was just there to get the medicals done and then do the interviews, which now seems like a, a huge deal for Jalen Carter to get in front of these NFL teams eye-to-eye. And we'll talk about what he's facing off the field is uh, what would be the concern. So there's the latest. He's back in Indianapolis at the Combine today. I wanted to talk about a Georgia player I can't wait to see more of, uh, a guy that looks like to me he's on the verge of breaking out and being the next big defender that would be a star for the Georgia Bulldogs defensively, and that is Michael Williams, who we got to see as a freshman kid out of Columbus and Hardaway High last year. You saw more of him at the end of the season, but he got some playing time early in the year and all during the year and toward the end of the year really showed out. If you remember, he had a sack of C.J. Stroud in the national semifinal game here in Atlanta that was huge. Uh, Beat Paris Johnson, offensive tackle for the Buckeyes, on that sack. And Paris Johnson is looking like a top 15 pick in the first round of the upcoming NFL draft. And again, Michael Williams, just a, a lowly freshman a year ago. So there's reason to believe... He's on the fast track to becoming a breakout star in college football. Four and a half sacks last season. Improved during the year. Now, I'm no expert when it comes to defensive line play, but it looked like he could always get after the passer coming off the edge. But it looked like to me during the course of the season, really improved his run defense, uh, playing the run a little tougher as the season went on. Uh, People close to the program, when you ask about him, uh, I was told he's really a humble young man, very coachable, and I I was glad to hear both of those traits that that he has there. Not all these players, especially the five-star guys, are humble and coachable. So I think there's another reason to be excited about Michael Williams. 6'5", 265. I know Malachi Starks is going to be getting a lot of love as far as This season uh, goes, uh, a freshman a year ago that started most uh, all the games last season and played tremendously during the course of the year. Both those guys in a position to break out and be stars in college football this season. And there's your roundtable. All right, coming up next, we'll uh, take a look at uh, the Combine, have college football nugget. You're listening to the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? 
Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Next Generation Fan Trip is the March Mania Extravaganza. Your shot to join your favorite 680 shows at Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort in Cherokee, North Carolina. And the uh, the big winner uh, is going to get uh, the winner and the guest will win a two-night stay at Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort with a round of golf. Be a guest at our uh, March Mania reception at the sports book. So a lot going on with that. want to invite you to be a part of it. To enter to win, please visit social media channels on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at 680 The Fan. And look forward to seeing you up there at Harris, man. It's going to be great. Let's get to a nugget. Mm, tasty. It's time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Nick Saban's been busy. He's got him another experienced analyst. He's going to be working on the defensive side of the ball. Nick Saban has hired Charlie Strong. Remember Charlie Strong? Not too long ago was a defensive coordinator at the college level, Florida. Highly thought of. Got a couple of opportunities as a head coach, Louisville. And South Florida had losing records at both those stops. Resurfaced down at Miami a year ago as the co-defensive coordinator, working with Kevin Steele, who has now moved on to Alabama. And so has Charlie Strong. He will be working as a defensive analyst on Nick Saban's staff. Saban, he's the GOAT getting these analysts to come to town rehab their reputation a little bit and then head back out with a bigger and better job. Coach Saban doing a good job over gone. there. No, he's he's actually arrived. But then that later they're gone. After, yeah, they're gone. After they after get a better that. job yeah. after a year or two. So there's your nugget. Charlie Strong resurfacing in Tuscaloosa. Want to congratulate Scott from Canton and Blair from Swanee, our two finalists. For the 680, the fan putt for a Porsche and a shot at one putt to win a Porsche Macan. Now, your next opportunity to get registered, Nick and Chris are going to be out tomorrow from 11 to 2, PGA Tour Superstore in Lawrenceville. That is over by uh, Sugarloaf. Stop by and uh, your chance to sign up for a chance to sink the putt and uh, cash in, baby. So, Putt for the Porsche brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore, Hennessy, Porsche, North Atlanta, great people at Brown and Company Jewelers, and the uh, folks at Mizuno. For more information, visit 680thefan.com. I would love to get one of those Mizuno M-Craft putters valued at $300. That would be really awesome. And the uh, the watch from... Brown and Company Jewelers, a Breitling Avenger automatic stainless steel watch. That would be awesome, too. Somebody's going to win those things, and it won't be us, DT. 
it will not be us. So the uh, NFL Combine continuing today are really getting underway as far as the the on-the-field work. Everything so far this week they got underway on Monday has been behind the scenes. And today we're going to see the linebackers and the defensive linemen do some work out on the field. And I know a lot of you uh, football fans, NFL fans, anxious to see some of the the on-the-field work. And I'm looking forward to Saturday seeing the quarterbacks go out and throw it around. See what they look like. Uh, Bryce Young won't throw, but it looks like pretty much everybody else will throw on Saturday. So that's one event I want to check out. You know, today I'm just not so sure the defensive lineman can be doing something that would be that compelling. Like, I'm not really interested in seeing uh, Lucas Van Ness run the 40-yard dash. Not sure that's going to factor into where he's going to be drafted. I guess the three-cone drill would be a uh, drill, and I spoke about it earlier this week, about it's the one drill where these edge rushers really need to uh, show their skills off in the three-cone drill. Anything under seven, I believe, is what I was saying. Seven seconds would be a thumbs up. Anything over seven would be a thumbs down. And it's about the bend and acceleration going around the three cones trying to uh, show off their skill set in that. So that will be something to pay attention to today. They show some of that. It seems like they're obsessed with a 40-yard dash, totally obsessed with it. But the the on-the-field drills kicking off in Indianapolis today. Uh, No Jalen Carter. He's back in Indy, as I just said a few moments ago, but he won't be, didn't have any plans to work out as far as the drills go. May have heard of this Texas Tech edge rusher, Tyree Wilson. Many of these prognosticators and evaluators have him rated as a, a top 10 player in the upcoming NFL draft. He's got a foot injury he's trying to overcome, so he won't be on the field doing any of those drills. But uh, your man Lucas Van Nesmine and B.J. Ozilari or Miles Murphy out of Clemson, an Atlanta kid. Keep an eye on those dudes. The Falcons are going to be uh, focused on them very much so, checking those dudes out. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Uh, I believe the, the top player in the draft, in this year's draft, the Buck Belusho number one player in the 2023 NFL draft. To me, it's Will Anderson Jr., the Terminator, as he's called. You know, with Bryce Young, you got the size concerns. With C.J. Stroud, there's the scheme they ran at Ohio State offensively that seems to be a little bit of a concern. You know, Jalen Carter, you know what the concern is there off the field. And I don't know, for whatever reason, it seems like Alabama, Alabama, their uh, star player, Will Anderson Jr., I know he's still rated as the top five player, but not a lot of talk about him. Was it the lack of a dominant uh, stat-driven season this past year? I think he got a little more attention as far as the blocking schemes went. But I still consider him as the top-rated player in the draft. And whoever gets Will Anderson Jr., it's going to get a guy that is both clean on and off the field, a guy that can rush the passer, 
That's why he's got that nickname Terminator. And a guy that plays the run tough at 6'4", 245 pounds. Uh, Anderson, as I read today, is in the linebacker group. And I don't consider him a linebacker at all. Consider him a defensive end. But I think he's the number one player in the draft. And that's my take on that. Looking forward to March 10th. We've got our Chili Dip Open coming up at Bears Best Atlanta. And it's sold out, so you don't have a chance to get in. But wanted to thank our sponsors out there. Tito's Handmade Vodka, Kroger, Guffey's Menswear of Atlanta since 63. Making men look sharp around town. Anderson Power Services, Corona Beer. Harris, Cherokee, Casino and Resort, Hennessy Jaguar, Land Rover, Gwinnett, The Color Spot, Entry uh, Point Doors and Windows, The Haug Bear and Law Group, Corona Beer, Bears Best. Uh, we want to thank our great sponsors out there for helping put on the first big tournament of the year. And it benefits First Team Metro Atlanta. Looking forward to that. We've got our team set and ready to go. It's going to do it for my show today. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Can't wait to hear more about Nick working out with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. That's next here on The Fan. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerney? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 